Okay, welcome back to another episode of the One One Podcast. I'm your host Derek. I'm here with Rodney, uh, coming to you Monday night. Uh, more hoops. That's on the year. Things are kind of getting a little bit more serious. Christmas is over. New Year's. Um, yeah. So, RJ, anything What's you need to plug? On, anything you need to say? Oh no, no, no plugs. Nothing new. Doing the same stuff. You know, still doing. Uh... You know, big dumb football. If anyone's interested in college football, as I sit here watching, watching Michigan, champion. yeah, watching national champions. We'll, I'm sure we'll have a video talking about what happened. Um, it's a lot of stuff going on between you know Penix being the quarterback, Michigan, you know, kind of becoming. I wouldn't necessarily say a dynasty, but you know they've they've been in a pl- the playoffs the past three years. Or looks like they should win. They're, they've been dominating this game, so. If anyone's into that stuff, then I mean, I'll check that out. But otherwise, no, man, just you know, in New York, doing my thing. All right, well, not going to spend too much time on football. Let's jump into, of course, everybody's here for the NBA. Uh, probably going to be a quick one. We got some rapid fire topics. Um, first on the list, the Clippers. They lost last night to the Lakers. However, they are on. They were on like a eight game win streak at one point. Um, seven. Eight, nine, I don't know. They played tonight against the uh the Sun, so um Rodney, you were not a Clippers believer. You were you did not think they would get it together. They got it together. Um, and your response after that, all fair enough, is that you need to see it in March, April. I mean, May. not even well, first off, first off, before I even get into like seeing it later, I I think that the biggest thing that they did that I didn't think that they would even ever do, or maybe it would take them a lot longer to do when they did it after five West. games, and that was bench Russell Westbrook. Not only bench Russell Westbrook, but also bench P.J. Tucker. They benched both of them. I mean, at least Westbrook getting some minutes, like P.J. Tucker, they basically just sent him home. Like, we know you're James Harden's friend, but it's not going to work out here. Like, he's washed. Like, he to be quite honest with you. So, they had two duds in their lineup along with, you know, their team. And I, and they got rid of the they got rid of the excess pretty quick. So kudos to Ty Lue on that. And um yeah, I think I think of course when you have these three guys, well, I guess not so much Kawhi, but health wise Kawhi in terms of needing to see it, you know, in April, May, so on and so forth, playoff time. But I mean, as of right now, and I, I will say that they, yes, have exceeded all my expectations. Um, but they are to me still a little small as a team for me to take seriously as a contender, um, you know, whether it be like facing a team like the, I mean, we can talk about the Lakers. They got their own issues, but they just have they, the Clippers. They aren't a team that, that is, is versatile. They have one way to play. They have one lineup that works, you know, and if you have a, a team that is big or, you know, it's physical or maybe even more athletic, like they can be beat. Like they have a clear way that they win. They have a clear way they can get beat. They're not a team that, has has a multitude of lineups and a multitude of players that can plug in to be sm- big or go small or like they are who they are and they're good. Um, so shout out to them. You know, they've got people interested in them. They'll be competitive. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I think that's what they thought they could really ask for from that trade. I don't think that they would have been this necessarily. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they got better with the trade. So that's all you can really ask for. Uh. I mean, you mentioned that they they're big, and then you kind of brought the Lakers. Zubats had 19 rebounds last night. Um, they had teams both tied with 40 rebounds as a total. Uh, but the Lakers also, to me, 
I mean, I guess I guess the Lakers, yes, they do have size, but I don't they don't really to me have a five. Well, but they still have they have a guy who at least is gonna make you think twice when you're going to the rim. And that's, that's yeah, and that means something. They have they have long athletic wings, you know, who right. at no, their, at their peak are playing good defense on the wing in Vanderbilt and Rudy. Like they have they do have a team size overall. Yeah, the, I get the Clippers saying. don't the Clippers don't really have that, especially when you look at playoffs in terms of like I said, defense guarding the rim. And consistently rebounding, like Zubas is one guy as a team, not the not the best rebounders. So I mean, and like I said, it's not going to show up in all matchups. There's going to be certain matchups, like you get, like you said, the Clippers were on an eight game winning streak. The Lakers were on a four game losing streak prior to that game. There's a reason the Lakers still won that game because they match up really well against the Clippers right now. Like and just just strictly on the the dynamics of the team makeup, you know. And the Lakers aren't the only team like that. I feel the exact same way if they played the Nuggets. Correct. Um, I, I think they figured it out for the regular season, like you said, but I don't think they – I agree they don't have much variety. They have to play one way. The flip side of that is their one way is Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, and Paul George. So ain't too many people. <laughs> uh, just topping that on a Tuesday night um, in February. Right. Um, and, I mean – so I guess that could lead us into our kind of like really our next topic is kind of like uh trade deadline. So who do they need to target at the trade deadline? We could talk about there's a lot of teams that need to make some moves, the Lakers included. Who, who is who is they? The, the Clippers. Clippers? Yeah. Uh, well, I buy don't out, think that they buy maybe not necessarily a trade because I don't know if they really have the pieces. Yeah, they don't they don't have anything to trade anymore. They better hope they just gotta hope they can get somebody, some people around you know, the fringes. Can, yeah, that's it. They just hope they can get another big body. I mean, they have like they did already did that a little bit. They picked up Daniel Tice. Um, I you know, so I think this is pretty I think this is gonna be the team that they ride with. I don't I don't see them making another team, making another move. I think they they've just gotta do what they do best and hope that they can just kind of like outscore people to some degree or just like, you know, like out isolate people. Um, out one on one basketball people. Out one, yeah, like come playoff time when it gets slow half court offense, you know. But yeah, um, mono and mono, I'm better than you. Right, right. That's because to me, I don't think that they one they don't have the draft capital, and two they don't have the cap plus ability to really pick up anyone. Well, the draft capital to me doesn't. Oh, okay. Well, you're saying put it in a trade. I was gonna say it doesn't. Yeah, I'm talking about for a trade. I'm talking about we're talking about trade deadline. They just yeah, don't sorry. have you know. I blinked for a second. You know, I thought you meant like literally the draft. It's like, well, no, this, no, no. This I team just, is not built to be here three years down the road. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just talking about just for this year. Like yeah, they, yeah. they've already proven they don't want to give up Terrence Mann in a trade. That's like the only guy that I would say has value in terms of being a player with a, on a decent contract, you know, or a player that's under thirty, um, that you know could fit on teams. But they don't want to give him up, which is fine. They need him, so that makes sense. But you know, I think the team more or less. When you go all in on not what everything that they had left on James Harden, Norman you know, they said, I mean, I don't think I don't think that he has a lot of value. You know, like he's making like a decent amount of money. Right. I don't. I don't I'm know. I'm just naming. Who, I'm who, just literally naming people on their roster. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's you know, I just don't. I don't see a trade that makes sense for them in terms of you know just getting like a backup big or or another wing that plays defense like three and D guy or something. Um, you know, some insurance in case Paul George or Kawhi misses a game or something. But I mean, I I think they are who they are. I mean, I think the Lakers are going to be the team that's making the trades. All right, so let's talk about that then. Who obviously I think they need. I, do we have to be obvious here? Like the I mean, whole I, world wants D'Lo gone. 
Um, they also need it. So if you trade D'Lo, you're going to need a ball handler. You need another big um, because Jackson Hayes has effectively played his way out of the lineup now. I can't um, believe people ever thought that he was going to be good. You could talk yourself into a lot of things. I, I couldn't talk. Season. I could have never talked myself into that. <laughs> I, but to me personally, I could have never. The same way I could have never talked myself into Christian Wood, another guy who. So that's what there. that's what I was going to say. Like Christian Wood was actually very solid last night. Um, Christian Wood is up and down. Um, his play. I can, I'll do that before Jackson Hayes. Right. No. So that's what I'm saying. His play. First of all, he doesn't see the floor consistently, but when he does, sometimes he's good, and sometimes he's. A liability, particularly on defense. Last night he was, from what I remember, he was pretty. He was very good on both ends, or at least on the offensive end, and you know, decent on defense. Um, yeah. But he's not somebody you're rolling with if you're an NBA caliber, or excuse me, a finals. Yeah, not at all. Caliber teams, particularly on the defensive end. Um, he does bring shooting, which I mean, the Lakers need desperately, but I mean, yeah, at what at what expense? Yeah, you know, I mean, well, at their expense. Maybe a lot, actually. <laughs> like that's why he keeps finding his way back into the lineup. I mean, I suppose. I think the obvious trade for the Lakers is if you can somehow, if the, if the Bulls are dumb enough to take a D'Lo package with a with a pick, and I don't know, you throw in Rui or something for trade value, maybe even throw in Max Christie so they have a young guy. If you can flip those guys and get Zach Levine, I think that's the most obvious trade to make. See, I'm not 100 percent um, sure on on the Zach Levine thing, but I mean, the more Zach more Levine is your third option. Come on now, come on now. I'm not 100 percent sure that Zach Levine. I mean, I have to give Anthony Davis credit this season; he's been more consistent. But I'm not 100 percent sure that every night he will be the third option. Uh, I think he would probably be playing two, and sometimes when Anthony Davis does a disappearing act. In LeBron, well, I mean, that, well, that's fine. I'm one, just saying, but he's, he's, yes, I understand. It, what right you're now, yes. that guy's Austin Reeves. Yeah, a lot and of Austin shout out to Austin Reeves, but yeah. he's not. He's yeah, not, he's no not Zach Levine. Come on yeah, now. Yeah. So I'm saying, Austin if you Reeves, can still keep Austin Reeves and you just get rid of D'Lo, you get rid of Rui, you know, which he doesn't really fit with Vanderbilt anyway. I'm fine giving up Rui and in a pick, maybe Max Christie, mainly, mainly maybe Jalen Hood, Shafino, like one of those young guys. Maybe you can get like, if that's what they want. I mean, if that's it. what I'm saying, like if maybe they don't want that, but if they do, but like that's that trade to me, you're you're overthinking it to me. I understand his contract's not the greatest, but since when have the Lakers cared about that? Like, so I would that's say not this. Why we're here. I would I would say this. Two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I I just wasn't sure. Then they lost. They went two and eight, and I was like, yep, like make the trade. Um, so yes, I can talk myself into. I'm not super. Still in love of it, but like you said, as the third, it's it's very much the Anthony Wiggins thing. It's like the Golden Andrew State Williams. Warriors. Excuse me, yes, Andrew Wiggins. I'm sorry. It was like when they everybody made that trade. It was like Golden State got Andrew Wiggins. Like, no, he's not it. And then people forgot. Is like, and sometimes he was too. But like, it's like, bro, he's playing with Steph and, and Clay. Like, they're not right. asking him absolutely so, way I, less. But I still think the Lakers are going to ask. Levine, like I think this team is made up a little bit different. They're gonna ask them to do more, but you would hope that doing more as number three would be Yeah, they're not gonna ask him to do as much as he's doing on the Bulls. Because on the Bulls, he's thinking I'm the best guy, I gotta put the team on my back. And that's the thing with Levine. You gotta trade him to a team where he clearly knows he is not the best player. Because if it's close, he's gonna think he's the best player. So you can't do that. You gotta go, you're clearly I mean, look, well, that's not I, the best player on this. Yeah, team. but who's to, who is to say that it's Chicago? Just hypothetically, that they're not telling him that. 
What do you mean? It doesn't matter who's telling him that. He doesn't need to think it regardless of who's telling him. Oh, no, him no. That. I'm just saying in his defense. Like, if I was in Chicago right now and I was him, I'd think the same thing. Like, No, no, of course. I'm talking about his success oh, on a new uh, team. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's well, trading yeah, for him. that's fine. I was just defending his. I no, that's saying. fine. I he should, I mean, there's in a lot of cases, he should think he's the best player in Chicago. That's not my point. My point is when he's getting traded and you're and, I, and I'm looking at I, how can I maximize Zach Levine? I need to have a player on my team where Zach Levine is coming and clearly knows his role, and his role is not best player on this team. It's not number one, number one score. A lot of people, but yeah, yeah no, one hundred percent. You said the same thing about Wiggins. Like to your point, like you he, say the same thing about Wiggins. Randall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen it, but you know, I mean, I'm just saying the theory. There's a lot of people who need. Yeah, to there's a lot of guys. Play. A lot of a lot of you know, a lot of people say that you know everyone's so talented. So a lot of it just comes down to your role and coaching and scheme and. Stuff like that. So, and that's another thing. Are we? Do we have to have the Darvin Ham conversation? Like, are we sure Darvin Ham is? I, I don't. Do I have to? Are we sure he's a a great coach, a good coach? No, of course not. I don't think I, anyone. I don't think anyone would say that Darvin Ham has been a good coach this year. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think anyone would say that. You. You could find the most pro black. Fan out there, I don't think anyone would say I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't even. I wasn't trying to bring race. I was just saying. I'm like, just saying, like, I mean, that's the only card year. he's got. That's the only card he's got. Well, it's his second year as a head coach. I'm just, you know, saying I ain't trying to kill people, but but it's like, I mean, some is he of these the worst in the league, no, but is no, he no, good? No, no. No. no, but like some of these lineups be thrown out. I just like, son, you're starting five small forwards or power forwards, or like, who yeah, who yeah. dribbles the ball here, like. I, yeah, I he, he he tried to do the San Antonio put point Sohan at point guard. Yeah, it works when you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> it don't work when when you when you're when you got. I don't know. Like I don't know, man. He tried to do the, the reverse Steve Kerr. I'm gonna play five guards. Yeah, uh, it's it's amazing to me that the Lakers continually have LeBron in all way like damn near every year, except the one year I guess where you guys got hot in the playoffs um, when you won the ring. Every year, it's like the Lakers don't have enough shooting. Every year, and you have LeBron. Yeah, I mean, every you, year you would think you know they would have cracked the formula in twenty twelve or whatever year he went twenty twenty ten basically shit two thousand nine like. I mean, so, I mean, I will say you know Gabe Vincent would have been a shooter. I guess I don't know where he would have even fit on this team with D'Lo and uh, Reeves to be honest, but at least he's a shooter. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's that's the Lakers. Um, I don't, I don't know about you. Any other getting a really good Anthony Davis here? Yeah, I mean, I really can't say. Um, yeah, can't say anything. Yeah, Anthony Davis is giving you everything. Everything he's got. Um, I think they also need a big. Still, like a backup center, somebody. Um, well, the thing with that, I think that they've been less hesitant to do that. Or more hesitant to do that. I mean, it's because just and this is just my theory. I think as LeBron's gotten older, if you got those two bigs and LeBron on the court, I mean, he has to guard someone who's like faster. You know, I don't think he wants to do that. They need they need a big. Yeah, that's that's something. But um, uh, any more on the Lakers? I guess before we move on. No, no more on the Lakers. I mean, Zach Levine's the obvious choice. I mean, I think 
there are some other guys who who are out there. I can't. I don't even know all. I guess who's technically like available outside of like Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Grant on the Trailblazers and. I don't know. I think Zach Levine is clearly the best option, and anyone who says otherwise is overthinking it a little bit. I mean, deal with the deal with the contract stuff. Deal with the contract stuff down the line. Like that's that's your Laker. That's what you do. Not worried about paying someone or having a too big of a payroll. What are we doing? I mean, you have LeBron James, so you're playing for yeah that too this year. So I mean, that that, that to me is simply what it comes down to. You have LeBron James, you play him. You, you signed Gabe Vincent. He hasn't played since October 30th or November 2nd or whenever his last game was. Um, you need shooting. You need scoring. You need ball handling. He brings that. I Like I said, I think you also need another big, but I don't know how they're going to like finesse that. Maybe they have to work around the margins and find somebody on the buyout market. I don't know. Um, the next team that... I want to bring up and far as trade rumors is um let me see where do we want to go here? Let's go Golden State. Um what do you see that what do you think that they need uh to because it's looking like right now that they they just they have a lot of questions and they're they're really bad. <laughs> um Bob Myers got out of here just in time. Uh, I guess he knew it was coming. Uh, I guess you can also see the writing on the wall a little bit. But I mean, they're they're a game out of the plan. Like all you have to do is get to ten. You still have Steph Curry, who was giving you, uh, basically a, a standard Steph season for the most part at, at his age. Clay's not what he used to be. You're not getting the production out of of uh, some of the other guys. And Steve Kerr doesn't want to play the young guys. It seems like. So how how do you remedy this? Yeah, they just they just have too many guys for one. I think. So. I don't know. They just have a bunch. They have Steph. Steph's too the only many guys or too many guards? Too many guys, too many players oh. as a whole. There's too many players who think they need to play, too many players who think they deserve to play. No one's really separating themselves out to me as people who have clearly defined roles. Like, for example... I do like can, Moody. I, I like Moody, too, but he had he didn't even play the past five games prior to the game, last game because they were they were playing too many people. They had Wiggins come back, they had Kuminga. Right. They are playing I, the rookie I think, pod. I think that goes to Steve Kerr. <laughs> like... I mean, but I also get so, it. But but if you but if you're playing Moody, you want to play him 20 minutes. Where are you taking those 20 minutes from? Uh, they got um, a bunch of guys: Chris Paul, yeah. Gary well, Payton II. Well, I mean, Wigan. Um, I'm just saying, like those guys are yeah. playing. Those guys aren't playing a ton of minutes. They're all all of those guys are playing in between 20 and 25 minutes right now. Anyway, so now you who are you dropping the 15 minutes out of those people? You know what I mean? And then, and then, if you added Moody and you don't want to drop anyone down to zero, now you got a 10, 11 man rotation. Who's doing that? Is there too many people without defined roles? They don't. Right. You can't even tell me who their second best player is. It's just Steph, and then there's a shit ton of guys, and they don't. So they don't know, you know, who's the best starting five. They don't know who's their sixth man. They don't know who they can trust. Which who who plays well with who, and they don't know any of that stuff. Well, They're trying to figure it out on the fly. Well, you don't have to figure it out on the fly. You could have had this figured out by now if you would have played, if you would have stuck to a, a scheme or a like. Well, it wasn't working. They don't have it. It's not. They we're don't going have all in with the old sticking guy. to. We're going. I don't know, man. Because like, have you seen Clay play this year? Do you want to do that? 
no, this is no, I'm not arguing that Clay Thompson has been good this year, but this is my point. If you're going to go in, like at one time, the Warriors thing was like, we're going to try to go all in and we're also going to try to build for the future at the same time. So they were playing, they weren't playing young guys. They were just kind of playing basically after that 2020 championship run, 2022, really during that run. It was like, we're just going to stick with the core. And Steph carried them, and the core was good enough at that point. But you were never developing your young guys, but you were like still drafting them and holding on to them, right? So, like, when you had that number two pick, either you're going to draft somebody and develop them, or you were going to trade that away and, and, and add to this core so it doesn't age like this. So now you're at this point where, like, all season you haven't been, you've been like, well, we kind of want to play Clay because he's Clay. But to your point, he stunk. He stinks right now. Like, um, to you know, his standards. And then, like, for five games, they'll play Moody. And it's like, well, why isn't he seeing more minutes? And for no other reason that we know of, Steve Kerr just benches them for the next game because Kaminga comes back or, you know, Wiggins or whoever. And it's like, Kaminga's up and down, but you still want to develop him. But it's like, also, let's play Wiggins. It's like, well, Wiggins hasn't really been giving you that much this season. It's like, oh, yeah, we have Steph. And then we have um, the rookie po- Poka. Uh, I don't want to call him the little white guy, but, the, you know, you know what to do with right. that. Um, do you get what I'm saying? Like, and then then you have Chris Paul, right? I'm not knocking Chris Paul, but my thing is, I don't need him playing that many minutes on November third. If you have him for you know the stretch run, if you're trying to go with the young guys, now if you're like, nah, well, fuck that, he's, well, he's, well, he's actually out for well, six out. weeks. I was yeah, he's out now. Out. I was and, out. Exactly. So like, I know I knew he was out now because I saw the trade rumors of the people talking about let's trade him <laughs> um, last night or for the last. That's nasty. Of but that's my point. He wasn't gonna last. Like, that's, that's nasty, bro. I've been, I have been telling you since we've been doing this show, since we've been doing your show. He hasn't played more than fifty-one games or sixty-one games, one of those two, since the Clippers. What you want me to do with that, man? Like, why would I run this man into the ground? Then, like, it's not that I don't want to play him. Is that like, what do I need him tonight? I'm just saying, even if you bump him down from the 27 minutes he's playing down to 18 or 20, or like it still doesn't solve their problem. No, probably. Listen, I don't get paid this all. I'm not Steve Kerr. But my thing is they needed to pick a direction, and they never picked a direction, and this is the fruits of their labor. Well, yeah, that's fair. If you're just looking at it from an overall standpoint, that's for sure. You, you, can't, you can't serve two masters. You're either going to develop the young guy, you're going to go all and... Steph Curry. Conventional wisdom will tell you I have a generational superstar, talent, all-time great. He carried us to a ring in 2022. Let's see if he can do it again. I mean, the man looks like he's going to shoot until he's 45, so like he's not really showing any signs of like I don't want to kill him, but he's not really showing any signs of slowing down. Let's put some pieces around him. Or you... Look at Steph and you say, hey, we, we want to rebuild. We're going to – this year, last year, this year we want to pick, and then next year we're going to go at it all in. I don't – you know what I'm saying? That Those are decisions people in Bob Meyer – who is their GM now? Um, Danny Ferry? Or Mike Dunleavy. Mike Dunleavy. Those are decisions that they have to make. But, I mean, then you have Draymond coming back. Like you said, like, I, I guess they do have a lot of people. But, I mean, so I guess your point to me would be to trade some of these people. I mean, if they can, I mean, I would, I would want to trade like a two for one, three for one. Like, we need to consolidate some of this. And like you said, to your point, like in doing that, pick a direction to some degree. Like, 
You know, like they're trying to, you know, the same thing. Well, James Wiseman just sucked. But, you know, when you have guys you're trying to develop in I mean, the middle that, of competing okay, so for championships. That's another really problem work. they have, right? How many of their draft picks have actually been good? Well, there you go. I mean, I think Kaminga could be good on another team. That's No, I, I'm not. Listen, Kaminga, fine. Uh, Moody. Moody's I mean, okay. I mean, I think he. Jordan, I think he's a Jordan Poole. Like, I'm not, listen, they're not generational talents. I'm not saying, like, I'm the Wizards. I'm building my team around any of them. I'm just saying, like, they're fine. You didn't hit on, uh, uh, who'd you, I'm sorry, why am I blanking? Uh, uh, Wiseman. All right. I mean, Jordan Bell. Like, I mean, he was cool. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how many of their draft picks, like, and I get it, they're winning championships, and you're getting the, whatever pick you have in the draft and you, you know, you're trading away for KD, but like, that's how championship, that's how the Spurs had a dynasty, right? Like they were still hitting on draft picks and everybody right. wasn't Kawhi, but like it was, you know, a I mean, that helped. huh? That's what I'm saying. That helped. No, but even that, like it was a, uh, did y'all draft George Hill? Yeah. I drafted George Hill. Okay. It was a George Hill, the here, and you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I I don't think y'all actually dropped the boot for him, but you get what I'm saying, like a role player that it can, as you can say, fit into a lineup. They didn't hit on anybody, <laughs> like yeah, not, I'm not gonna not, say anybody, but you know what I'm saying, like yeah, it's not a, for a specific role. They, you know, Kaminga was the number one, you know, because they draft all these guys who are top, you know, top one in their high school class, top ten in their high school class. They come in thinking they're about to be a star. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean. Um, uh, Pascal Siakam. The chances that he ends up in Golden State, and do you like that fit? I mean, I like the fit a lot, to be honest. Uh, there's your three for one. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on yeah if the if the Raptors are you know if they I assume they want to he's going to be a free agent otherwise. Uh, I mean, I like the fit if they're trading Draymond. Ooh. I think that's like the main person I think I would want to put in the trade. I I don't want a team with Draymond and Pascal Siakam on the court together. Uh, that that is not that's not what I want in my life. Um, not if you have you know then you have to put like a Looney or a Jackson Jackson Davis a rookie like you know but but also Looney. they drafted Looney right they they yeah a while ago a while ago yeah, yeah. I'll like, give you that yeah. that that was definitely a hit I'll give you that yeah no for sure I'm just saying like in terms of the fit I think Siakam works just depends on who they get rid of like I would get rid of Draymond and maybe even Kaminga. Depending on if I'm getting Pascal plus something else back. If you're getting Pascal plus Jotham, you're you're putting Kaminga and or Moody and or whatever young guy that you want that because I feel like if you're getting Pascal Siakam, you're basically saying we're going we're going for it this year or next year. You know what I'm saying? Like this is we're committing to this soft relaunch, rebuild, whatever you want to name it. Yeah, no, for sure. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like it overall if they if they can get it with the right players. Um, I I think I mean maybe it could work with Draymond. I don't know. I just don't think that they'd have enough shooting. I don't know if I don't I don't really trust Pascal's three pointer to have him, you know, be like a small forward kind of type, you know. But he can't but he's done it before. I mean he'll um, be he'll be open. That's what I mean. He'll be open. So <laughs> So we'll see. Like it was like it'll be have a lot more open looks at least. Um all right, so a couple quick hitters: the Bucks, Sixers, um, uh, Phoenix. 
what moves do these teams need to make or do they need to make moves? I will go ahead and say uh, for Phoenix, they need ball handling, size. They need a lot. Well, they, that's, they another, that's another team. That's another team that don't have shit to trade. That's also they, very true. So they they really don't have. I mean, they're worse than the Clippers. They don't have shit to trade. I mean, I I kind of knew when they went all in on that big three. I was, I wasn't. Um, yeah. So I don't know. They are. They really. They are who they are. Yeah, they need to work around the fringes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. God bless them. I mean, the Bucks. They. they I mean, they could. I mean, they're not that much better. You know, especially because they're not trading Milton. Who I think is gonna continue to help them be better as he continues to get better. You know, I, I feel like he's improved as the year's gone on. Yeah, um, definitely off his bit. injury. Yeah. So I do think that'll help. That'll kind of be, you know, kind of almost like making a move. You know, getting an upgrade from that sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think they kind of are who they are in a lot of ways too. It's just a team that's gonna have to try to outscore you, which is why they keep losing to the Pacers because they can't because they no, can't outscore nobody the can outscore the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, they can't outscore the Pacers. Outscore the Pacers. <laughs> but they but the Bucks are really kind of built like the Pacers in that way in terms of team mentality. When you look at watch them play, like they score a lot, they go with a lot of points. But you know, when you got obviously Giannis, you know, Dame, you got two guys who are getting to the free throw line twenty twenty times in a game just off them two plus shooters, like, they're going to put up points, and it, and it works for them. That's why they're a good regular season team, but I'm very much out on them, you know, if we're talking playoffs right now. Uh, Celtics' best team in the East? Oh, yeah, that's not even, that's not even close. Right. I, think the, I think the question would be who's the who's second, the second best? best. So the Sixers, what do they have to do? They're also in the Lamine talks and the Pascal talks. Um, I was recently talking to somebody right now uh, or, or yesterday, and um, – they were talking through some of their trade scenarios. Um, I don't see them getting Zach and Pascal. Somebody had through all a situation where they can get Mikael Bridges. Um, I don't even know if he's available, but um, um, they were looking at, uh, excuse me, Caruso, Bridges, Pascal, Laurie Market, and Tyus Jones, and Bogdan Bogdanovich as trade targets. I yeah, mean, I mean, I think if I think you could Caruso get Lori, cool. like that's crazy. But I don't, well, I don't. Yeah, know. That, yeah that's, was, they're not getting Lori. Yeah, they don't have. Like, they don't, yeah. They're not getting Lori. I think that's Caruso. that's that. Uh, Sixers fans sent you that one. No, of course, yeah. They no, 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 no. yeah, yeah. Sixers fans sent you that they, one. They, they sent me the on, on the Instagram, um, Instagram, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. slide that, through yeah. all the assets. Um, Alex Caruso, I like Bridges if they can get him. I'm not sure if he's available. And Bridges is is close to that Lori range, where it's like you're tripping a little bit, but. Um, I, I just don't know Brooklyn. I haven't heard of Brooklyn having a fire sale, so like, I'm sorry, I'm not an NBA insider to that to that <laughs> knowledge. Uh, like you said, Caruso, Tyus Jones. I mean, I like Tyus I, Jones. I feel I don't know why is. they would. I don't know why they would get a point guard. I would. I don't want Maxi being the off guard. Yeah, that's how, that was my next thing. Like, I like Tyus Jones. I think he's a good player in a vacuum. I don't know if he fits. I feel if I was Tyus Jones, yes, I would love to get out of Washington right now. If I was a guard, I would rather. If I was them and needing a guard, I'd rather get somebody like Caruso than Tyus um, Jones. I do like Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah, I like I him a little bit too. I think that's but I think, for them. But it's also just like I mean, unless you just if you, unless I don't know. I mean, he is better than Melton, but I don't know. I like Melton, so I don't. Really know how much better he would make them? Uh, well, they would definitely have to put. So the trade is Zach Levine, Alice Crusoe for Tobias Harris, Milton, uh, Frank on Cork Moss, and then two picks 2024. Oh, four picks. Goddamn. 
2024 Philly, 2027 Philly, 2026 Philly, and 2028 Clippers first round. What are those picks for? Uh, that will be for Caruso and Zach. And yeah, past- I mean, I don't love I don't love Zach Levine with them, but it would I mean it would it would make them good, but I don't know if I love if I love that. I mean, what do, who what do they have to do to get over the I mean, I feel like it's an open division or a conference for them. I think as of right now, the Bucks are, are pretty beatable. I think the Celtics are the best team. Um, I'm not gonna say I will just look forward to the Celtics and be like, we only have to do is beat the Celtics. Like you do have to go through the Bucks, but um, and this is a, is the Citrus we're talking about. Um, but I, you know, I do feel like there's no reason for me to believe that we can't beat the Bucks, and I would be trying to go all in to beat the Celtics. So like, I mean, right now I think I would take them over the Bucks in a series right now, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm saying, so like, what puts them over the hump to where we'd be like, yeah, they can beat the Celtics. You you need a little bit more firepower than Maxi and uh Embiid right now. Although they did play them, they have played they did beat them earlier this season. They played them very tough with I think Embiid was out that game. So Yeah, I mean I think they just need they need a fifth guy. Um you know, they kind of have they have a strong, you know, Maxi Embiid top two. Tobias has been quietly very solid as the third guy. I like I like Melton as that other guard. But that fifth spot right now is just like, you know, Marcus Morris Sr., Nick Batum, Robert Covington. Like, if they could get a fifth guy, like, honestly, if they got Ananobi, for example, that would have been amazing. Um, You know, that's why I said someone like Caruso, who I view as, like, not Ananobi per se, but just like that guy who doesn't need the ball. In that same round. Yeah, just like spot up, shoot threes, make plays, guard the best defender. Like, that kind of vibe. Um, you know, help with some rebounds, stuff like that. Like, I think they need that fifth guy that's going to fit with the four people I mentioned. Like, I like Ubre coming off the bench. Caruso, better, better, uh, better, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, damn, why am I blanking on everything? Better Patrick Beverly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they have Patrick Beverly, but they need a better version. Yeah, that, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's literally the better. Yeah, version. literally. Exactly. Exactly. Because they try to play Pat Bev out there, and it's like, it kind of works a little, but he's just not that good. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, eh, not really moving the needle. So if I'm looking at – if I'm them, I just need to add a fifth player. Like, at the end of the day, who's your five? Who's the five you're going out there game six? Down. Yeah. Yeah, who's your five? Because right now I see four guys on that team who I would go down swinging with. Melton, Tobias, Maxi, and B. That fifth guy right now is looking like it's going to have to be Kelly Oubre. To me. I would either put Kelly Oubre or Nick Batum out there. I like the dog in Kelly Oubre, though. Yeah, and I would probably take Kelly Oubre, like, just because, you know, he's been playing well, he's been shooting it well, he's got some size. You would hope that he's, you know, going to step it up on defense in the playoff game, et cetera. He's never been in the playoffs, I don't believe. But Kelly Oubre? I think he – I don't – or it's been a yeah. while. So, like, yeah, he's been in the playoffs with the Wizards. Oh, yeah, well, that was like 10 years ago at this point, but fair. <laughs> None, nonetheless. Hey, like I said, I, I saw – You're just – I, I I'm I'm going down fighting with Kelly Oubre. I feel comfortable with that. Well, I think that if they need to, if they want to beat the Celtics, then they would need to upgrade that. Oh spot. yeah, yeah, of course. I'm just saying. I'm not like, damn, we got Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's some well, guys. I mean, I like, am I am a little bit. If you're talking about where I'm about to win a ring, and you're telling okay, me Kelly Oubre okay. is my no, starting, then I'm just like, damn. Okay, well, you we, were naming who was their fifth, and I'm just like, all right, like I feel. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yes, you need to upgrade, but I'm just there's some guys where I'm just like. Wait, we're going home. <laughs> like, we're... yeah, well, yeah, facts. I mean, like, Kelly like, Oubre I... could get you 
25 in a random playoff game. So it's not like it's the end of the world, but yeah, no, that's, the, that's yeah, their yeah, biggest, that's there. their biggest hole. That's their biggest flaw. All right. Um, let's get out of here. I said it's gonna be a quick episode. So got about two minutes left. Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Um, they're currently sitting at number two in the West, or are they number one? I think they're well. They won tonight, so I believe they're back at oh no two. No, they're, they're three. They have one more loss. Okay, I know they're behind the T Wolves. They're twenty three um, and eleven. The Denver is twenty six and twenty. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, I think I think they should trade for Isaiah Stewart or one of those a uh, big guy, something like that. Like I think Isaiah Stewart, someone who could who they could get. Um, just another, just another center. You know, kind of similar to what you're talking about with the Lakers, like another big body. So Chet's not always at the five. Uh, but they're good. SGA is officially a top five player. What is their chances in the playoffs? That's that's actually what I wanted to ask you. Uh they they got as good a chance as anybody. They got you know, like I said, you could argue. I've always have... I've always said young teams don't do well, but like I watch them every time they're on TV and like uh they have a good coach. J Dub, yeah, J Dub is the truth, bro. Like somebody was like, Yeah, when the team starts sagging off of uh SGA, and I'm like, bro, he's gonna kill you with the midi, like. He's a three-level scorer. He takes the three when he needs to, but points are points in the playoffs. And his mid-range is is if you're if you're sagging and you're giving him like a mid-range or he can dribble you down, walk you down into that, like he's gonna shoot that at a high enough clip where your points are points. All right. Golden State won a championship with Kevin Durant taking the most mid-range shots in the NBA that year or in the playoffs. Like your all-star, your superstar is allowed to take as many mid-range jumpers as they need to, especially if you're giving them to him. They're not running plays for them. It's not running down the court with 22 seconds left on the shot clock. It's like, oh, you're going to give me this? Like, a foul line jump shot? So, um, I, I actually kind of like the West is so wide open. I kind of like their chances, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, look, they're up there right now. I do think they need a big. I think they're kind of small um, and all that. But I I, I want to talk more about them on another, on another show. I actually, like, when I watch them play, like, they kind of don't have any, like, Weaknesses. The only weaknesses I just don't know if they're going to show up in the playoffs because technically they've never been there. But. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. But appreciate you having me on, my guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, we'll talk soon.